This podcast is brought to you by Glitterati Communications. Learn more about Glitterati at BeGlitterati.com. What's up? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm an artist and a designer and the founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. And this is the Art Pays Me podcast. I love talking to creative people about their business, their successes, their challenges, and how they make the world a better place with their work. Let's get into it. Welcome to a special series of Art Pays Me interviews with the winners of the 2022 Creative Nova Scotia Awards. These awards are presented by Arts Nova Scotia and the Creative Nova Scotia Leadership Council. They are presented annually to celebrate excellence in artistic achievement, notably the Portia White Prize. Winners of the Prix Grand Prix, the Established Artist, Emerging Artist, Indigenous Artist Recognition, and Black Artist Recognition Awards, as well as the Creative Community Impact Award are also honored. Collectively, the awards are worth $75,000. Visit artsns.ca for information on how you can nominate a Nova Scotia-based artist or apply for awards and grants for yourself. These episodes were co-produced by Heist and Kiki Beats. Let's get into my chat with Emerging Artist Award Recognition recipient Andre Fenton. I've been trying to get Andre on the podcast for a while, so I was happy when this collaboration gave me the opportunity to chat with him and uh, see what he's getting into and yeah, he's been doing a lot of really cool things. First things first, who are you? What's your name? What are your pronouns? What's your artistic medium? And where are you based? My name is Andre Fenton. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, as an artist, I'm an author, a spoken word poet, and an arts educator. Uh, my home base is in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Okay, so um, you were known for your storytelling. Is there a particular story that is sort of consistent through all of your art? I would say the most consistent themes through my art is just kind of bringing light on underrepresented young people. Mm -hmm. um, I always had a passion for young adult fiction and growing up I was always a kid that would spend way too much time in the library, but yeah. the books that I was around didn't really represent me at the time and I knew I had that, um, that, that desire to write stories either being through spoken word poetry, um, through writing really outrageous manuscripts from when I was a young person, but I really wanted to show light and, and paint the Halifax that I know in, in my stories and, and that might be different for, for a lot of folks and it might be similar for a lot of folks too and I think kind of um, is, is, is a young black emerging writer, um, I felt like it's important to have that voice and to really kind of um, paint the city that, that, that a lot of young folks see but don't often get a chance to share. Right, right. Uh, so you've had this feeling, I'm guessing, from a young age, did you always know that you would be a writer or express yourself creatively this way? 
Absolutely. I mean, I think a lot about when I was in elementary school, yeah. a friend told me that I, I told him when I was young that I wanted to be a writer. And it's just something that always kind of stuck true to me. I was always kind of that weird kid that would watch the same scene of a movie a hundred times, trying to dissect what made it so special and mm -hmm. trying to really see the layers of it. And um, I really brought that into, in, into my work here and um, really kind of... Um, focused on just kind of character building. And, and one of my main things is just making super relatable characters and just really unforgettable moments. Right, yeah. right. So in terms of being based in Halifax, being based in Nova Scotia, how does that impact the work you create? Well, I definitely feel like um, you don't really see I, I, I guess with, with being in Halifax is, is I've, I've been all over the country performing and, and I, I always come back here and for me home is always where the water is and, and mm. Halifax is always kind of feels like that smaller city but there's so much heart here and there's so much passion, there's so much magic and kind of being able to you know kind of bring that to the forefront for the stories um, is very important for me. My, my first novel takes place all in Halifax. Um, my second novel takes place down in, in Yarmouth and a, a good portion of, of my third book takes place up in up in Cape Breton so I kind of mm. spent a lot of time traveling and fell in love with so many different places in, in this province and kind of having it in my work was, was really really special. So that's interesting so being it like set in Cape Breton for instance and you're traveling around did you intentionally say I'm going to spend say six months in Cape Breton or however long just to like get a sense of the way people talk, the way people express themselves. Oh, that might be kind of spoilerly. Oh, <laughs> okay. Sorry. Well, that's fine. You don't have to uh, share that. <laughs> I just realized it's just, yeah, that might be big. Well, taking it back then, uh, is there a particular work that you're proud of? Yeah, I mean, I did, this is definitely my body of work here. Um, Worthy of Love was my very first novel, which is about a young man struggling with an eating disorder and really kind of diving deep into themes about toxic masculinity, being better for the people around you. And my second novel, Annika, is a book that's about overcoming grief and rebuilding friendships that once were. And it involves a lot of magic and time travel, and that was very special to me. And Because we don't really get too many novels about... Um, are, are, are novels that, that are fantasy based that take place in Nova Scotia and my new novel The Summer Between Us is about that summer between high school and deciding what you want to do for the rest of your life and I feel like that's a time that's such a delicate time in a young person's life where they have to really make big tough decisions yeah. and um, it's definitely recurring characters from Worthy of Love are the forefront of the summer between us and that was really a love letter and a send off to these characters I've been writing for about 10 years so um, it's a really really special book to me. Hmm. So like you, uh, you mentioned young people quite a bit are you would you say that your writing sort of is designed more for for younger audiences? I would say no, I'd, I'd say everyone kind of draws themselves to the classic coming of age story and I think because there's a lot of reminder of, of life lessons in that genre that, that sometimes folks, you know, can forget about regardless of whatever time they are in their life. I mean, I'm such a sucker for that genre. I mean, I always mm -hmm. go back and rewatch some of my favorite movies and stuff. 
because it's it's a comfort place I find in being able to bring vulnerability to that stage I think is is healing and soothing for a lot of people regardless of, of whatever age and working in schools especially with with young writers um, it, it, it always reminds me how resilient young people are and yeah. they don't necessarily know it and um, how much like knowledge that they have how much wisdom that they have and kind of bringing that alive in books is very special and um, also, you know, for, for folks that, that, that aren't necessarily in that group, it's, it's still kind of, it, it's always special to, to go back to those lessons for a reminder of like, you know, value, self-worth and, and getting through these difficult things, difficult mm. times in your lives that they're in. Right. Uh, do you find yourself, uh, when you go speak to them, getting more energy sort of from them and, and inspired by them? Absolutely. Uh, young people used to terrify me <laughs> and uh, definitely being able to work in schools, definitely being uh, playing the role of mentor has, has been very shifting and put a lot of things in perspective for me yeah. and really um, makes me come back to the idea of doing these stories so much justice and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, definitely not not letting them down because young people deal with real world problems just as much as anyone else. I mean, especially with the context of grief, grief hits us in the most unexpected of ways. Sure. There's not necessarily a certain age where you have to be to feel it, but once it's there, it's like, how do I navigate this? And, and being able to write a book like Annika was really special. Mm -hmm. uh, being able to write a book like The Summer Between Us too was, was very special for me because um, there's so much vulnerability and and there's so much, um, you know, sometimes young people always wear these invisible walls where they have to be or act a certain way, but it's okay to remind yourself that like, hey, there's a lot of human emotions involved and, and take time to reflect on those. Right, you know? right. So what's your favorite coming of age movie that you tend to go back to? Favorite coming of age movie? Um, Right now, I'm a big fan of Never Have I Ever. I think that's, okay. a, that's, a, fun, that's a fun show. Um, love, Simon's a classic. I, I really love, love that. Um, what else is there? Definitely, um, you know, I, I, I really, I, I'm a big sucker for <laughs> The Fault in Our Stars. That okay. movie was really good. And um, yeah, definitely, there's so much to, to choose from. And, and, and I feel like kind of that, that genre, it, it, it reminds us about there's so much more to come and once you're in that storm of teenage angst you don't know what direction you're going mm -hmm. through but there those movies are always a reminder that you know there's always kind of a light coming and, and you're going to see your way through it you know whatever that may be and there'll be more to it at the end yeah that's that's really important actually i, I think i found myself connecting to those types of movies and shows as well as a kid because like teenage years are very tough for some people and so, yeah, yeah they're, there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's yeah. nice to know that. Uh, so, um, so, like, give us some glimpse into your creative mm. process. What do you surround yourself with when you work? Definitely, uh, what, what I surround myself with, uh, definitely just kind of people that inspire me. I, I mean, I, I do a lot of work in, in cafes. Yes. And, and I definitely love always meeting people, being a regular, talking, seeing what they're up to, but always kind of just doing my work on the side. I'm also kind of like one of those late night writers oh. <laughs> where, you know, it's just kind of like I, everything just seems so much more calming, but I'm learning it's not a feasible option to kind of write till like four in the morning anymore, <laughs> you know, um, I'm not 19 years old anymore, <laughs> but um, definitely there, there's a special kind of magic in the air um, at, at that time of day that, that, that I find. And um, definitely it's when 
creative creativity feels calm and you can navigate it in such a different way but also um, we're working through the day I, I, I feel like I always have to I, I always have to get out of the house to, to get a lot of work done so mm. you can find me at probably multiple cafes at the city <laughs> most likely alter egos right yeah, yeah there's always like sort of a set group of characters that are regularly in there whenever I go <laughs> yeah. it's very interesting uh, so what does getting this award mean to you? Oh, it definitely means so much. I mean, the past few years of my life, I've, I've been doing this work and, and it's been so, so rewarding for me being able to kind of like break in with these stories of, of young people from underrepresented backgrounds and being able to tell stories on topics like eating disorders, grief. Um, toxic masculinity it, it's it's been a healing process for me and, and, and mm. winning this award I, I feel like it's, it's such a huge huge honor to you know kind of um, look back on that work but also kind of really kind of um, just see how the community you know um, just kind of see how the, how the community re really connects with it and at the yeah. end of the day the characters that, that I write I, I definitely just want them to connect to people and, and I want these books just to land in, in the hands who who need them yeah. so this this award is, is such a huge huge honor for that yeah I, I feel like I've been following your work for a very long time but you just really because you're still young but you started very young so there's that <laughs> uh, do you still feel like an emerging artist I'm definitely, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I would, I would say so. I'm, I mean, I'm definitely in, in this point in my career where I, I feel like, um, sorry, I'm trying to figure out the word. <laughs> uh, could, could you just repeat? Yeah, I was just saying, um, so I've been following your work for a long time. Uh, do you feel like an emerging artist? Yeah, I definitely feel like at this point of, of, of my career, I've, I've definitely, I, I feel like the stage is something I've been working on for, for so, so long, being able mm -hmm. to, um, to write these three books. I remember years ago, I was telling one of my good friends, Brandon, about this, the series I wanted to write and the standalone novel I wanted to write and, and being able to, to do that. And, and I guess, you know, um, definitely, I, I, I feel like kind of, I both emerged creatively and, and also kind of, it, it was also a healing experience for me. So, so I feel like in, in a way, you know, I, I definitely am an emerging yeah. artist is, is I've emerged through a lot in these past um, nine or so years. I've, I've been doing either spoken word, I've been doing um, writing fiction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, so. Cool. And uh, so what are, you, what are your current artistic aspirations going forward? My current artistic aspirations going forward is I'm just trying to be as versatile as I can right now. Mm. Um, I might be leaving the YA genre for, for a little bit, but um, I'm definitely okay with that because I know it's always going to be there. It was always kind of the start of my career. Mm -hmm. And I know there's so many more stories to tell, but I feel like as an artist that I started out through spoken word poetry, transitioned to writing coming-of-age novels, I, I tend to want to challenge myself as, as a writer and, and sure. as an artist to to try new things and not be afraid to uh, to to step into them. And sure, it is scary, but it's all about being brave and, and trying it regardless. So I'm yeah. super excited for the next stage of my career. And, and winning this award is such an important part of this chapter of, of my life. And, um, and and it's such a such a huge honor to to kind of celebrate this work that, that I've done in, in the past 
seven, eight, nine years, <laughs> and um, yeah, and, and it makes me just feel like like I'm I'm ready for for the next part, for the next phase. I think you are too. So uh, thank you for chatting with us today. <laughs> We're done. Cool. Awesome. Anything else you wanted to like share before we turn the cameras off and things? Um, <laughs> no, I think that's good. I told. I feel like I answered um, <laughs> the emerging part in the last question, <laughs> rather than than that. Sorry, I'm just kind of really bad with words. Sometimes. No, that's that's fine. But yeah, yeah. cool. Oh, so, that's so exciting. Oh, is there? Yeah, we were yeah. talking about Worthy of Love, and I think it wasn't awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rehearsals oh. upstairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're right under it. Um, I think we're actually right under the dressing room, but it, the stage is like more over there, but it's. Was it a lot of bands during? There were a couple, yeah, but I think you'd be able to get them from other places. I think editing would be okay for this one, especially because you did this awesome thing where you, you brought things back a lot of the times, which is wonderful, so you'll definitely be able to pull from there. I think the only thing that I realized that I don't think we have a pullback to is the uh, your description of each of your books. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what they were, because they were so awesome. So to have like a clean cut of that would be great, I'm sure. Cool. Yes, please. Cool, Let's, cool. Uh, yeah, we'll just keep rolling and we'll just yeah. Cool. Right. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So just whenever. Or? Oh yes. Yeah, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> so my first novel is called uh, "Worthy of Love," and it's about a young man named Adrian who's struggling with an eating disorder. And I thought that was a really important story to tell. Um, because it's not something that, that we as men talk about very much. Yeah. And really diving deep in, into topics like toxic masculinity is really important in, in unlearning those things. And, and my second novel is called Annika, which is about a young woman returning to her hometown after the death of her grandfather. And it's a, it's a big book about grief and, and reconnecting with old friendships. It's about a young woman and, and, and her imaginary friend reconnecting, which, which I always wanted to write a fantasy novel. So that was, that was really fun to be able to write that through the lens of, of a young African Nova Scotian person. And my, my, last, my newest novel, The Summer Between Us, is, is a follow-up to my first novel, Worthy of Love, with the same characters. And it's about deciding about being the person you want to become. It takes mm. place during that very vulnerable stage between high school and deciding what you want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and um, that summer between high school, university, and, and, and other things, I feel like it's such a delicate, vulnerable moment. And being able to, to write these characters and, and have, have it be a love letter and a send off to these characters that I've been writing about for the past 10 or so years was mm -hmm. such a, a healing process for me and, and it was such a beautiful thing to experience. And yeah, so this is my body of work I've been working on for the past few or so years and um, super, super excited about it. Nice. So Andre, what does getting this award mean to you? 
Definitely this award is such a huge honor because I feel like this chapter of my life, I've been performing on stages, performing in classrooms, and been writing books for young people. And as I'm entering the next phase of my career, I feel like this is such a big honor to be able to look back at the work that I've created for the community that I'm part of. And really just seeing how the community connects with the art that I create, it's definitely, um, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it, but it's it's all love, and it definitely is is a constant reminder of how important it is to wear your heart on your sleeves when you're creating this type of art, and um, mm -hmm. it just feels really, really validating. And um, yeah, so I'm so over the moon about it. Good. You good? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. <laughs> Cool. Thanks for listening to this cool. special episode of Art Page. Just a little reminder, visit artsns.ca to nominate a Nova Scotia-based artist and make sure you apply for a little something-something for yourself. And another shout-out to the wonderful people at Heist and Kiki Beats for making these interviews possible. Thank you for listening to Art Page. Thank you to Langy Beats for the theme music. You can find more of his music on YouTube. If you got anything out of this, please rate, review, or leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening. You can find out more about Art Pays Me at artpaysme.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse. I'm at Art Pays Me on all of those platforms. With that, we're out. Peace.